Welcome to episode three of the Motor City Gameworks podcast. I'm your host, Ben Pinchback, and with me tonight are my good friends, business partners, and now fully vaccinated gamers, Matt Riddle and Adam Hill. What's up? Good evening, What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Enjoying being fully vaccinated and playing a few games. Yeah, you know, recently I got the second shot blues, as it were. Did you guys, uh, did it hit you hard, the second one? Me? I was looking at Adam because I was talking to him that day. Yeah. And he was strong like ball. I was, and then I wasn't. (laughs) Got it. Like, here's the deal. 24 hours later, I was fine. But then 36 hours hit, and I was like, it's 5 o'clock. And we're going to do dinner at 6. And I was like, I'm feeling a little tired, Kel. I'm just going to go lay down and wake me up and we'll get dinner going. 16 hours later (laughs) of fevers and chills and me laying there sleeping. It was a miserable 16 hours. It kicked like a mule. Yeah. But now I'm back and better than ever. Right on, man. That was similar, but not quite as bad as that. It was like the body was like, I'm not sure if we're going to do chills or not. And it was kind of right on yeah. that hairy edge for like 24 straight hours. So yeah. I kind of slept for 12 of the 24. And yeah. I had it because I did my shot in the morning. So at the 24 hour mark was the next, like Sunday morning, basically. And, you know, so like early morning, I was fine. Mid morning, I was fine. And then around lunchtime, almost to the 24 hour mark exactly. I started to get it, and I got the fever and the kind of light chills, and I just kind of hung out all day. I felt fine, frankly, except for the fever and just, you know, like the achiness, and then I went to bed like normal that night, woke up the next morning for work, and right on. felt fine. So, But, nice. I mean, it was it was a good eight hours of just, you know, so everyone, I mean, everyone says that's how it is, and they're all right, because that's exactly what it is. Totally worth it, by the way. Now, I'm Team yeah. Moderna. You you Moderna, Matt? I can't tell you. One of the, it was either Moderna or Pfizer. I don't know which one. All right. Did you have to wait three weeks or four weeks between them? Four. Moderna. Okay, Moderna. Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. yeah, the the one that stuck into my arm, she said, you know what the best vaccine is? And I was like, I don't know. She goes, the first one you can get in your arm. I was like, hey, good joke. Yeah. Unless so told that hundreds of it's times. Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, unless it's the Johnson & Johnson and you get the recall. <laughs> Canada's struggling. They had one where it was a two-shotter. And the then they realized yeah. yeah, that shot one was a blood clotter. So now they got like 800,000 people that they're not sure what to do with for shot two. Oh, that sucks. That's and all, all the Yankees were Johnson yeah. & Johnson that all got the... Yeah. It's tough. It does. It blows. I, I listen. I know we've been talking a lot. I mean, this is we're already dangling on our own podcast, and we haven't even started yet. Well, I, I guess I don't know because I don't know what's on the list. Yeah, that, that would that would assume I know <laughs> anything about yeah. the notes. We don't get told what's coming. No, that's the format for yeah. those listening. <laughs> Adam and Matt don't get told what we're talking about. It keeps it organic. It's true. But since we're talking about, and we know Matt wouldn't read the show notes anyway. It's true. Even if you put it out there, I wouldn't get to it. But. Even if I had. We know that Adam would read the show notes. Adam would have. I don't know that this was on the list, but we're going to pretend it was because we're talking about cons this year. That's that's why it's on the list. Good. So we we are taking the steps to get back to normal. It feels good. It feels really good that there's a tangible thing that we can do to take those steps, yep. ha- have some game nights, cons are on the horizon. So so go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to say like it's it's early still, right? We're yes. in we're in May and the cons are as we've talked about in September, right? Like I was joking yep. that, you know, Origin said, "Hey, we're going to go to September." And then Gen Con prices right at them and said, "We're going to go to September, awesome. but two weeks earlier." Seven One dollar more. One, yes. <laughs> Seven minute abs. <laughs> right. Six minute abs. But yeah, so Gen Con did that, and if we're going to go to one, right, we have to pick. And we've said that if we decide it when the when you get closer to that time, if it makes sense to go, that we'll go to Origins. Yeah. It's a little closer, a little smaller. You know, Columbus it, it is a little more manageable. It does just feel more responsible, like. To just have your first event be the sixty-five thousand or it's like yeah. I don't think. And listen, so. we may get we may get to uh, August or like oh, we're never mind. Yeah. We're out, but yeah. we'll see. We're hoping, right? We're we're hopeful. Right. Know, we we're all vaccinated and we're encouraging. You know, we've got some. I've got some anti-vaxxing family. You got to try to work through that with them and try to strange times. Try to man. talk it through, strange but times. Yeah, we're hoping we get there. I, I don't anymore. They all got COVID. <laughs> And they were like, oh, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so now we're all vaccinated, fully vaccinated. I got my little bracelet here that says oh, COVID-19 man. vaccinated. Do you like that? Oh, Where I did, did not get, get my arm. It's like a little silicone bracelet. I actually ordered it on Amazon. Oh, my nice. friend got one when he got his vaccine. And I was like, that's awesome. Because there are a lot of folks out there who would love to know whether or not you're vaccinated so that they know if like 
are you safe to sit down and play games with? Are you safe to, you know, talk to, uh, can I have you in my house? That kind of thing. And also as I'm the Reverend doctor, uh, as we've discussed, this is, uh, people, you know, in my church who, you know, want to pray with someone or want to talk with someone. They don't, you know, this is to let them know that it's safe to approach me because I'm vaccinated. So, uh, just a little bit of a visible symbol. I don't know. I don't so know. then the pessimist in me thinks that people will just order those and slap them on when they feel appropriate to fake it. They if, will. If but they feel like. Well, yeah. 100%. Because humanity is awful. It's <laughs> just the yes. worst. People. <laughs> people. If people. I can think of a way humanity will be awful, it's like, well, they will. But no, that's, that's a cool yeah. bracelet. Yeah. yeah, so we're getting closer to having some game nights. Um, mm-hmm. I think, didn't you guys hey, even we play some games? Did. You played some games the other yeah, night. Yeah, I came to you? Adam's on Friday. Right mm-hmm. on, had a couple yep. people over, yep. and what'd you guys end up playing? Uh, well, just we one played, game. We played one game. We played <laughs> did Bonfire. You, did you Kirk it, or did Adam it, pre-read? It was a full Kirk. It was okay. a full Kirk. Adam did not pre-read. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt was a little late. I was. But didn't miss any gameplay uh, <laughs> and only half of the rules. But we I was an hour late up. and we, only missed Yes, we caught him the... up. There's a lot of setup, okay, your first time. Um, there's a lot of setup. And also, you know, just familiarizing yourself with what's going on. But all in all, the game Bonfire, uh, it's a Stefan Feld. It plays like a Feld. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of mini games. There's a lot of things going on that all work together. And it, I think it's really good. I really had a great time with it. Um, there's just the way that you use your... I, I read somewhere recently someone said that there's not a lot of action points in designs anymore. And I don't know if this was action points, but it kind of worked that way because you were getting these tokens to take actions with and you could save up certain token types and take like an action at level three by turning in three of the tokens, right? As opposed to turning it in one and take it... So it's that kind of a thing... Uh, I, I thought it was really cool the way that you you had to play a tile onto your board and it would give you a certain number of action cube or action tokens. And then uh, depending on how you were doing in the puzzle. And then uh, on your turn, you would play one of those tokens to do one of the things that you can do in the game, right? So you can sail your boat to an island and get a task. You can sail and wake up one of the guardians Who's going to come back and help you light a bonfire? Because theme. Because theme, yeah. Because, right. The theme was stupid. I liked the theme a lot. The theme was gnomes, right? Gnomes? Yeah, you're gnomes trying to get the great bonfire it lit made again. No sense. It, well, of course it didn't, but that was yeah. it was fine. It well, was listen, good. I, I liked it. People want cool themes, and then when you give them cool themes, they're like, well, what if it was just treading the Mediterranean? Right. And, uh, Matt wants every game to just be space. Yeah. Um, and so it, 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 that's what it would have been. Uh, but it, it was fine. You got this little boat that's going to islands. You've got, uh, there's these portals that you can pick up. There's these, uh, this path that you have to build. Uh, and then you can march your little guardians along the path and it gives you resources. I will say that resources are tough to get, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the first play resources were tight, yo. And so when you picked up that thing that was like, Oh, all I got to do is have three of the same kind of resource. Sweet. That seems easy. I'll do that. Uh, you'll do that halfway through the game. You'll have finished that, and you're like, man, it took me forever to get those. So does this end up being a top half Feld or kind of a lower half Feld? Where, where does it Oh, it'll be top half, I think. Oh, you think? Yeah, because it fits right in with – because it's – it's. I, I tend to not super prefer his lighter stuff because I, he tends to write a weird line for me. This fits right into the Bora Bora, Trajan. Yeah. It's not as good as Trajan. When you were explaining it, it sounded Bora Bora-ish to me. It, it actually has a little Bora Bora yeah. feel to me. It's got a thing where, kind of like Bora Bora, you got to do some things. Like, you're trying to line up three things at once. And when you do that, you get to do a thing that's better. Um, and, you know, the, I, I would say if I had a complaint that, and I think I've actually, because it's Twitter, right? I talk about Bonfire, and someone's like, I don't like that. Which, by the way, it doesn't the bother me. The first comment of comment, every yeah. game you mentioned on Twitter. <laughs> that doesn't bother me at all, so if you said that, I'm not mad at you. I just you. spent $300 on this game. I don't like that game. Right, well, 100%. Thanks for, thanks for contributing. Yes, I don't emotionally invest to my board games, so feel yeah. free to tell me you don't like them. It doesn't bother me at all. I I actually believe Twitter's for discourse or yeah. talking and engaging with my friends, and that means saying things aren't good. That said, uh, the action selection thing that I'm talking about is just action select, action generation. It's It seems like it was going to be fun, and it was just okay. 
Like it's this little. It looked like it was going to be yeah, more of the game to than be it of a was. mini puzzle, and it really isn't because you're only doing it like five times, and it's like maybe you match a square, maybe you don't. And it's not that hard to just line things up. No, so and there's nothing. There's nothing complicated like, there. So, like so you you hit the bazinga less than you do in Trajan. Because in Trajan, you have the little mini puzzle and you get to hit the bazinga like five or six times. Yeah, maybe, this four was or five really times. just. I don't think. I think you hit the bazinga maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, this is. I, I, I don't know if I'm just used to Trajan at this point. It's, a, it's such a spectacular game. I may prefer playing this one, uh, to be honest. And maybe it's just because I always lose. In Trajan. It could be that you beat Matt by one point, is what I heard, right? That felt he did beat me by so you like it twenty percent more, according to Kirkman. I, it's twenty yes. percent more if you. That will. is a twenty percent increase in my liking of the game because I won. To be fair, I felt like Adam was playing better than me, about the three quarter pole, and then I felt like I was I caught up a little bit actually. You turned so on some things. You, I did. You, I got I got a little fired up at the end there, but he did. The game's called Bonfire, so I might want to build some effing bonfires, and I didn't <laughs> actually, like, legitimately. And he I did. focused on building bonfires. Yeah. So turns to, out you can win by one point. Yeah. If you focus on building bonfires the entire game, it had a little bit of the action selection felt a little bit like what's the one um, with the you, you lay out those long skinny tiles and then it's Strasburg. Strasburg with so, the pretzels. Yeah, we with love the pretzel stuff. Yeah, Strasburg's great. Super underrated. So the card the card playing Strasburg is fantastic and, and better it's than so good. this. But it felt like the... The board play is a little boring in Strasbourg. The board play is kind of boring. So in this, what Strasbourg does, not to get into a whole other field, but it basically just tells you, here's the things that are going to happen this round in some order. And it's the same things every round, yeah. but these little tiles just change the order. That's kind of all this is really doing. You're all doing the same five actions, but I may do three of the five over the next course couple rounds, and you may do three different ones, because all based on this little tiling thing. So again, that wasn't super interesting. So... But everything it was the board plays. I mean, Strasbourg is a low. The board play in Strasbourg is low level. It's it's very basic. This was much more interesting, much more Bora Bora ish. So I recommend it. I, you know, I will love to. We're gonna play it again. So we played four players. It is not a short game, but um, it didn't feel really long. But it doesn't. It turns yeah. move quickly. As sensitive as um, I am to game length, it was pretty. Their micro actions. Once we got off the ground, which was a solid hour and a half to two hours after. You know, set up rules Kirking rules. And... We were done in two. We were probably done in two. Yeah, maybe so, even slightly less than two. Yeah, like so this would be your main event. This would be your main course on a game night. Um, so what are they getting you for a, a game like Bonfire these days? Is that like 60 bucks these days? I was my, I, I got it for Christmas, but okay. I think it's probably it's probably 55 That's about where we're at yeah. these days, right? Yeah. So, because right I had a Motor City Gameworks event that caused me to be late. So I got a call from a, a Skype call from a foreign partner. Uh, that was interested potentially in more city games that we've got to yeah. do business stuff now and figure out. So I, I was tell, telling Adam because I was running on time. And I texted to say, hey, um, German whatever called. And then like a minute later texted, pulled over, which he thought I meant got pulled over. <laughs> so I, I could have sworn it said got pulled over. Let's see. I think yeah. I did say got. I think I tried to say. I was trying but to say. But you meant to say you pulled over. I to pulled talk over to, to talk to the German partner, partner guy. Yeah. Not. Got pulled over by a cop. Because you like, have been known to get into car accidents on the way to Adam's house. There has been this, a situation before. This is the it, thing that happened. Here's what it says. It says, sorry, talking to the German guy, pulled over. Oh, <laughs> It does sound like I got pulled over, yeah. And I was like, is the police officer a German? <laughs> yeah, so not a lot of context. because So I was... he got, oh no, sorry. Yes. Because he has gotten into an accident coming over to my it's house true. before. Um, the dangerous streets of Oakland Township. Yes, very. So every street is dangerous if Matt's driving, though. Yeah, there is. There's a chance. I've you know I've settled down. I'm, I'm slow in my old age. But that said, that is true. I did pull over in, in 45 minutes later after talking to the German Germans for 45 minutes. Then I showed up. So right on. Right. Yeah. So hey, speaking of three sisters, mm-hmm. a little Motor City GameWorks business here. So. Finished the campaign on Kickstarter. We got the pledge manager out that ran for multiple weeks. I think we got most of the people with their addresses updated, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, Matt, where did we end up with the final count-ish You know, after the pledge manager and the whole thing was done? How did Three Sisters end up? Oh, great. So, yeah, basically, one of the things we didn't know about when we got into all this, we started, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about it. We, you know, I had back projects that used pledge managers, but I wasn't really 
I'm not one of those people that goes in and adds a bunch of stuff to it. So I generally just hit the button really fast and I get through to the end of the thing and hit give me whatever I gave you. Yeah. Sometimes it's the dollar, sometimes and, it's the game. And here's whatever. the whatever for shipping. Yeah, and here right, whatever my total is, I just said okay. I don't frankly pay a ton of attention, so I wasn't really cognizant of what the, the, the pledge manager was doing. And what it does is provides you a fundamentally a storefront to sell your previous games, sell additional copies, or in our case, sell score pads, additional score pads for folks that were concerned that the hundred, you know, sheets that you get weren't going to be enough. So hundred double sided sheets, by fifty the way. well, fifty double sided, fifty double sided, so hundred total, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, you know, what was cool about the pledge manager was that not only did it bring in new backers, it allowed folks to add sheets and buy additional copies. So when we were all said and done after getting through a thirty, what was it, thirty two hundred? Whatever we ended up on Kickstarter, something like that. And there, you know, there was a couple hundred of those that were dollar backers. Right. And we actually ended up over four thousand copies uh, wow. sold. That's awesome. It is like forty two hundred to be specific, I believe. And then you know, I don't. We're probably like an hour from being able to talk about. We probably could because by the time this publishes, we'll be official. But I don't know what's the call there. Uh, we can talk about it next time. Okay. In so, specifics. Yeah, we can talk specifically <laughs> next time. We'll know more by then. That we've got our merit. So we've been talking before about how we, you know, we were looking for partners uh, to help handle. Help so us. we want Three Sisters to have a life after Kickstarter, Correct. to have a retail tale and in a real quote unquote existence exactly. out in distribution at stores, in et cons, et cetera. And we yeah. had decided that we weren't going to yeah, we are not, get into warehousing and cons. The three of us do not desire to spend our whole weekend and all that money and effort running booths Correct. and trying to like, you know, hump copies around town manually. Like right. we were looking for partners to do that. Correct. That were established, had those connections and yep. can move copies. hundred percent. Exactly what Ben just said. So we've got our English slash American partner yep. lined up. And so now we're starting to figure out, you know, those, cause those Kickstarter copies are all accounted for. So if we want people to be able to get it in the stores after the fact, we were either going to have to do what we talked about just now, which is get a partner, which is what we've done. So, we're kind of finalizing all that information. Um, you know, it, it's going to help us get a, you know, the Kickstarter backers were, you know, they're going to get the weather expansion and the tractor meeple and the retail folks will not get that. But that's yeah, okay because that's why they Kickstarted it, right? That's yeah. what we wanted to. It's nice know. to be able to give some value to the backers. Correct. You know, yep. we felt good about giving them some things that won't be in, in the retail. Exactly. Copy. You know, so yeah, the only uh, at this point, you know, we just have to kind of figure out the logistics, and you know, there'll be a uh, potentially another logo on the box, potentially sometimes, and mm-hmm. we'll kind of go from there. And then, like as I was alluding to with my getting pulled over story or pulling over, <laughs> that uh, we're trying to also do the same thing with foreign partners. You know, we'd had I think we talked in the past about how we had a a triple A level you know publisher come to us. They had uh, said that they continued to want to do it, but the schedules, frankly, didn't line up, so we were not able to pursue that that opportunity, which is unfortunate because it had been great. But, right. uh, they but just, it was a great interaction still, and they're still interested in the future. Yeah, interested of, in, of, in Motor City GameWorks potentially. Just yep, in future games that we you know will release, and it was just it was a really good interaction. It didn't end up with us partnering this time, but right. there's high probability that we could still partner with them in the future. I think so. It's just those bigger companies; they have their timelines planned out for years. Yes, and the the people, the developers that were excited about our game aren't the same people that can necessarily cut it into the production schedule. Exactly. You know, the higher ups that manage the production schedule, they, they have a timeline out right. a couple of years and it just wasn't going to work for us to wait a couple of years. Yeah. Frankly, literally like almost three, two and yeah. a half. You know, so even though, again, like you said, getting on the schedule would have been awesome. It's just that it didn't line up to support three sisters with it already being. Yeah. So at this point it would be pretty sweet if we could, Cut into that schedule with one of our games future coming games. in uh, exactly. in the future, right? Yeah, and we we you know we've been, we've been saying all along. I think we've said this before that Motor City, by Motor City GameWorks, yeah. <laughs> would be the next title. But I mean, who knows, right? We may alter that plan if things you know go differently, depending on what this you know whatever other partners want to do with us. So, but for now, we're pursuing ahead as if uh, Motor City will be the next title and uh, planning accordingly. So well, let's jump ahead exciting. to that. So Motor City, um, I think you might have leaked a little vignette of the um, the cover tiny out there on Twitter, just yep. a tiny little piece. But that's gonna come really quick because it's May now, yeah. and we're planning on probably kickstarting. You know, probably the same timeline ish. You know, uh, early spring March ish. So man, you start realizing that we don't have a whole lot of months left. Like we got to do this again pretty quick. So yeah, it happens super fast. Like, I was thinking about this yesterday, like because I was going through some things and you know, Ben and Adam and I were talking over text and email and you know, it's no secret, right? Cause everyone, if you read the Kickstarter page, you know that Chris Kirkman did the graphic design yeah. and did a great job Phenomenal. And, he, and he's a friend of yep. ours, right? So 
He also, and I, I don't hope he might, doesn't mind him us saying this, but he delayed billing to the end of the Kickstarter yeah. so that we could see how everything went and just yep. made sure that we had all our funds lined up. And he was happy to be paid when things were done. So having gone through that, <laughs> paying him and paying everybody involved, you know, now we're like, okay, now are you ready to do the next thing? <laughs> like literally the same day we're like literally sending him money. We're like, and now we yeah. need you to do these two things for Motor City. And he will because he's awesome, but... The, uh, I mean, we, I look back at our schedules and we started a year ago this month, basically with the graphic design, really, yeah. you know, we, we actually already had the art for the cover, the which cover. we do again for, yep. for Motor City in this case. So we're in the same schedule we were last time. And what it means basically is that as much as our focus is going to continue to be on getting three sisters out there, the reality of it is I kind of made this joke on my last update that at some point in the next couple of weeks here, things just go dark, right, from a Kickstarter perspective. There's very little to talk about because the factory's doing their thing. You know, we get digital proofs, those are already done. And then at some point it goes on a boat and the boat does boat stuff. And eventually yeah. it shows well, up. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. So do we have any news from our freight companies if that whole canal <sighs> clog up or log jam? Like, no. Everybody's saying there's delays yes. with every company That's going to be that, a future but, episode because right, we don't know, right? Until the games are actually sitting on a dock in Shanghai, <laughs> yeah. which is scheduled. Which Right that that's on, that's on schedule still. That's end of July-ish. Yeah. Because not you know. to pat ourselves on the back, but I will congratulate you, Matt, on mm-hmm. your planning because that you do this so well. The files are ready on time. Yeah, everything. Like we're is... we're not a project where we get all the money and then six months go by and we're still working on the files. Correct. Like literally within weeks of finalizing, yep. the print ready files are ready for the factory. Yeah, so yeah, we're we're, on, we're on that schedule. We're completely good to go there. The only yeah. we we lost like maybe a week, kind of just stalling a little bit to make sure we had partners lined up because there's right. some things there but not i wouldn't say lost a week just we didn't know how long that was going to take we've yes. never done it before so we're completely on schedule to have the copies printed <laughs> right and then and then a year Bodie ago McBoatface. when we were having this conversation right body mcboatface <laughs> we knew what it was usually going to be yeah. that would get us to literally a legitimate chance at a pretty uh, really frankly on schedule to deliver copies or begin shipping copies in september like we planned my guess, frankly, right? This is just us talking and y'all, y'all listening. We're not gonna make September because everybody's saying that freight's delayed. Yeah. So you know, and, and the, way, the way it works, which is very interesting to me, that I've been kind of learning a lot, is at some point we're a couple of pallets in a container somewhere yeah. that needs to go on a ship, and that will happen unless the ship gets a better offer because someone's gonna pay more for that container than our container, and there's just and you can just get bumped and you can. You know, the ship gets wow. delayed, the ship doesn't leave port in time because it's not full, and there, you know, there's just all of that stuff is, you know, what's out of our control. So we're going to cut, you know, a, we're going to know, I should say, excuse me, in August when we begin to talk to our freight person, you know, if... I thought you were about to tell us that we were going to get tough and we were, we're going to go cut some people. Oh, we're not going <laughs> to do any of that. we're force our way. <laughs> no, no, we're not. So my, my expectation is we're, I'm very hopeful from talking to our freight person that we should still, you know, make late fall uh i would say worst case scenario it would be getting into the winter i don't want it to be a december yeah. release but because that's never any fun we've had yeah, that we've had it's that a just, couple times it's bad timing it's, but... it is but we'll see you know we won't we won't know that frankly until we get into the end of july so the point is it's get your significant other their valentine's copy yes exactly <laughs> of three sisters it, it, listen if worst case scenario we're delivered in right. january or february i guess leading into the motor city campaign but uh yeah so right now i would say you know we'll the point being, right, as I was starting to get alluding to, is we're that, on time. They're going to be printed and waiting exactly. at the docks on time. And very, and there's very little to talk about. Whatever from now until. Do we get one of those white August. box copies? We will. There is the yeah. So we so we'll digital. get to take pictures of that. Yep. Right. right. And all the things the blank, I have back, the blank they send score me the, pads the, and the, the, the white box copy pictures, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, cool looking. So the white box, and then at some point you get the like first one off the line, right? The yeah, the L rip copy basically. Yeah. Um. And when we get that, that'll be cool. But that's like July too. So like, I was actually thinking. Yes, I wrote a I wrote an update for Kickstarter on Thursday that said basically nothing. It was because there's nothing to say. Yeah. So next week could be interesting because we should have some news about partnerships. Yeah. And then at that point, I may just say now we're going with Dubai Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be hey all every week. And hey, that's all uh, it's the factory say. still doesn't have problems with our files. Exactly. Like, everything's right. on track and yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see. That's, that's probably what we're going to need. Ben to made do. a cool meeple drawing for the factory because they this asked for last it. week's update was, Hey everybody, 
this update is to let you know that there's not going to be a lot to update you on later. Yes. <laughs> and now. <laughs> that was really what it was. It was just getting people used to the idea that these are going to get pretty barren for the next few months until we have some cool things. And when we have cool things, we're going to share it. So I can just tell stories about my neighbor. <laughs> uh, you know, so <laughs> I can just start I can just start yeah. riffing on these we, updates. I actually some people really super appreciate weekly updates no matter what because it keeps them keeps us honest, keeps yeah. them honest, right? They they like to realize that we are out there doing things. Yes. It's not just we haven't absconded with $120,000 or whatever it is, yeah. you know, and then, you know, whatever. I mean, done whatever people do when they don't fulfill kickstarters we're not doing that we're going to fulfill our it's kickstarter. always funny when people abscond with like some amount of money that won't last very long right yeah. it's not like they're <laughs> absconding with 10 million dollars right. yeah like, wow you took sixty thousand dollars and disappeared like okay no i, enjoy I was thinking, those five months of expenses right. <laughs> in enjoy day a day really age. cool trip and then jail yeah um <laughs> like or at you least a nasty can hardly lawsuit. buy a family car these days right yeah enjoy your yeah. subaru yeah but uh no, so Your ben Subaru and a cruise. <laughs> yes, exactly. Live it up, baby. <laughs> ben and I were talking over Messenger a couple weeks back about that. Like, you know, again, we've been trying to be pretty open here, right? So yeah. between the Kickstarter funds, which everyone saw, was like ninety something thousand dollars, and then our our pledge manager pledge manager and, stuff, right? Yeah. So we're, I, I was that number was relatively accurate. We're somewhere in the hundred twenty thousand dollar range because we haven't had to cut a ton of checks yet. So as we begin to cut checks, that's going to de- 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 you yes, know, it will. depreciate shipping, shipping, shipping. Right. Yeah, when, we get, when we get to shipping in September ish. That's a big number. So I say that to say, though, there is discipline there. I'm beginning to understand, and we're, you know, we're the right people to be doing this, luckily. But I, I can understand how, I, when I say understand, I'm we, not we excusing were, it. We were saying, saying we understand how people get in trouble. How people get in trouble, right? Because there's a pile of money sitting there, and if this is your, you know, you have to be very disciplined not to just use it on things that shouldn't be shouldn't be used on. You become Lloyd Christmas with your <laughs> yeah. uh, box full of IOUs. That's yes. right. What is this one? $275,000 for a Lamborghini? I'd hold on to that one. <laughs> it is. So there is a discipline that it takes to well, and keep those funds separate. If you have a lot of projects back to back, like you have to be very disciplined. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the accounting is very important in the, in the whole game. Like, right. Because because the phase shift of you know when you pay for things and et cetera and then the shipping is later et cetera I mean yep. it's a huge learning experience but I'm very happy that we decided to take it slow with our first project mm-hmm. yeah. you know you see some companies they get in and they want to kind of buy their way to be a big boy right away and they have the big booth at the conventions mm-hmm. and they're they're gonna launch with four games type of thing mm-hmm. and it's like I'm very happy we didn't do that yeah that we were like, hey, listen, we're taking it slow and we want to go, we want to do the whole thing from start to finish to get our heads around every step before we try to repeat it or try right. to, you know. And, and thanks to our partners, we will have our games. At, we, the game will be at conventions um, in, what, 2022? Yeah, at this It'll point. It'll be at every convention. I wouldn't expect, yeah, we, we should be, by the t- I mean, regardless of what happens with the freight we just talked about, right, and, and yeah. those right. unknowns, nothing, you know, there's no reason to believe that we won't be at, you know all the big conventions next year, so we—I mean—we won't make any of the th- anything this year. Like you, even the Gen Con orders being in September, even if we everything went perfectly, you know, we'll be we'll be delivering to backers at that point. We won't yeah. be selling stuff at a con, right? So the you know twenty twenty two will be when you actually can go get it from a convention and theoretically stores. And you know, I'll be honest, we'll have to talk to our, our retail partners, and we may maybe the Kickstarter gets it a few months in advance because it may make more sense. For you know, for our partner to do a February launch or a January launch, then he may not want to do a December launch, or they may not want to do yes. a you know. Mm-hmm. But if we can get it by, yeah, and October, we talk about this know. privately, like we want to honor our partnerships. We're not looking to undercut them when the Kickstarter copies come in and like sneak them out or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. we want to give them their shot at making a big deal out of it mm-hmm. and having it be a good launch for them, yep. right? So yep. that is Matt what and Ben are. I was all in favor of the really yeah. shady undercut, but I got outvoted. <laughs> That's why there's three of us, so yeah. we can outvote the Reverend Doctor when he's <laughs> the Reverend Doctor who wants <laughs> to do shady undercutting. That didn't come out right. Yeah, right on. So what we were talking about with Motor City, the follow up is we kind of got to get going, right? So yeah. we've yeah. got a cool cover that you had kind of hinted hinted at, and it's it's pretty sweet. It's, mm-hmm. So Motor City, it's an engine building game mm-hmm. about making cars and engineering. Yep and sales and test track and all that and you found a really cool artist to do like this sweet looking muscle car with the detroit skyline mm-hmm. and it's um it's a theme that we super love and it's really you know kind of hits home for us because yeah. we've yep. grown up here 
but so the cover's there and yeah we really got to get the uh basically the next step for these rolling rights we do is we get the graphic designer to kind of lay out the score sheets mm-hmm. um i mean we have them laid out in our prototype but to get right. the kind of quote-unquote official layout of them and the way that chris did it for uh you know for three sisters is really cool watching the process mm-hmm. go because mm-hmm. then when he you know hit marley's barens with it she basically filled in the spots with the awesome illustrations yep. Yep. and it was really cool to see that process it was and i'm curious to see this time because the you know because three sisters was modeled relatively closely after fleet dice the the general layout of things even on ben's prototype which is what chris turns into the wireframe you know, rel- was relatively. Like, it was pretty back, close, yeah, actually. Close. Yeah, if you look back at Ben's proto, I'm actually strangely proud that the garden is the same shape as my proto because right. it's like, hey, I, I, I nailed that one. Yes. Like, I'm not a graphic <laughs> designer, but I figured that out. Right. Like, pat myself uh, on no, the No, 100%. Back. And, and all the general, I mean, they, things moved around, frankly, but the general layout of the two sheets, you know, the Motor City's quite different, right? Motor City's got zones, mm-hmm. just like Fleet Dice did, just like Three Sisters did, but it's not quite as. Like, obviously, two separate areas like the other two games are, so we're going to mm-hmm. have to see kind of how... There could be some shifting, yeah, and so we'll some have to things see could make some sense. What Chris does, and then around, what Marlies yeah. does. And, and I, what we have to do, you know, for us, right, is we've got to decide. We've got Adam's, Adam did the proto this time, which means it was prettier. So <laughs> but we have to decide, like, how, you know, probably... I'm just guessing, and, I, I you know, I've talked to Marlies quite a bit. I think she's probably, you know, based on her illustration background, was, you know, working in a very a comfort zone doing... You know, gardens and stuff. I would say yeah. a auto plant may not quite be as much <laughs> in a comfort zone, so we may need to give a little more specific yeah. direction on how we're. You know, this needs to look vaguely like this. And I think we've talked about kind of that golden era of automotive, like you know, late late fifties, sixties, even seventies, a little bit. You know, kind not, of the muscle car thing right, when Detroit was area. booming. And exactly. Still so cool. And <laughs> correct. So your engineering area is going to look a little retro. And the I office. Your brother will, hear that? Yes. Yeah, Detroit's right. still cool. I love you, Joe. So yeah, it'll it'll be cool. It's good stuff. So Matt, I got a question for yeah. you. So we're we're going through the process of three sisters. We're we're in it, and then we're talking about following up with Motor City and in the next steps. Mm-hmm. Is there anything big now going into our second project that that you know or anticipate that we'll do different this next time around? It's a great question. So I I wish I could say that, and I'm not saying this derisively, but I, I do. Yeah. I wish I could say that we knew more about marketing than we did a year ago. We really don't. Yeah. You know, we we relied a little bit on. Our existing contacts and friends and, and people in the industry that we knew, and we're going to do that again, uh, and we're obviously going to build off of our existing customer base. I, I would say that we probably, you know, frankly, from a business side of things, we'll know in again September, October, when we cut that giant check for for shipping yeah. for the fulfillment people. You know, we'll be able to look back at that point and see where we, you know, best spend our money and worst spend our money. And I don't mean marketing wise. I mean just understanding that you know we don't know what we don't know in a lot of cases, and we're we're learning things literally as we go. And we've got a lot of great advice from a lot of great folks. But you know, we were pretty fortunate in that we did the work in advance, so nothing. There hasn't been any major surprises. You know, there's things that we don't know what's going to happen yet. We don't know how big certain checks are going to be, and we're going to work that all out afterwards to see. Okay, did we undercharge, um, or did we over? Did we over? Uh, you know, we give the shipping subsidy. Was our subsidy too big? Right? Were we, we too generous? We can't. Can we not afford that subsidy next time? Because we got a lot of credit, frankly, for shipping being you know five bucks, six bucks, four bucks in some cases, even less than our estimates in many cases, mm-hmm. which we appreciate because we, we tried. But we'll find out if that was if we went too far. Uh, we don't know until all the numbers are in. So I would say that's it from a business perspective. I think from a you know from a marketing perspective, you know, like I said, we we're not we're not marketeers. We just that's not our strong suit. We're going to lean back on folks that are playing our games and making videos. And I think now we'll know, you know, we wanted to make sure that we supported content creators and a lot of them, you know, they need to charge for their time, which we totally appreciate. So, but we didn't know that, frankly, you know, coming in. So we'll have, we'll have eyes open on that now to make sure that we choose partners, you know, we compensate that we I want to get the same voiceover guy. We are, because he's awesome. He was so he good. So good. Yeah, Eli was professional and, you know, just, he, it was like one take. It was so, so great. Yep, no, we will. And Motor City might be a little more of an upbeat one, too, so it'll be cool. But, yeah, we've got a lot of folks that you know we will reach out to again, and uh, hopefully they like this one as much as they like the sisters. It's funny, yeah, the marketing is, even though we've been doing this thing for 10 years as designers, mm-hmm. it's like we, we've always almost kind of survived on reputation. And, yeah. you know, we try to make great games, and we try to get them out there. 
Um, but yeah, we are not like super marketing geniuses by any, any means. We're just hoping that people enjoy the games and mm-hmm. that kind of the word of mouth and it spreads. I think the uh, preview copies that you sent out were probably one of the single biggest um, things that led to our success, I would say. Yeah. I think we got a lot of traction um, from the preview copies. and No, I think being able to do what we did with the roll and write because – what I, what I mean by that is the Roll Ride allows us to do that. Yes. There's a lot of folks that are sharing the good copy of Calico. I'm using that, just picking a game off the shelf over there. It's harder to do a nice proto of a more complex, component-heavy right. game. And if you do it, you can't afford to do 30 of them. Right. You know, you're, that's th- you know, thousands of dollars, because they're, they're hundreds yeah. of dollars a piece. Please enjoy the proto of Bonfire, and then, hey, you mind sending it right. to so-and-so when you're done with it? Exactly. It's what you have to do yeah, with those component-heavy games. You're stacked games. up for months yeah. of, you know, we were able to ship you know th- frankly 30 copies of three sisters out there you know and, and I, I will say you know to pat myself on the back a little bit the box was blind luck but it was awesome right this was. shipping box that you could kind of put your art on and then just use it as a shipping box and the game box allowed us to relatively cheaply you know those 30 copies the most expensive part was the shipping yeah. right so we're you know a couple grand into shipping costs to do that but i mean the prototypes are hundreds of dollars you know for 30 prototypes and that is that generates so much content because you know and people can keep that you know we're not asking them to ship it somewhere we're not asking you know to go to the next person they can play it as little as much as they want you know they can if they want to use all 20 sheets and play five six games of it great they want to play it once and move on that's up to them yeah just it it goes back to the format being such a cool format Mm -hmm. to start our company with you know we talked about this on podcast one right you know why the roll and write it's because we're not tens of thousands of dollars deep into art costs and component mm-hmm. costs. And then even something as simple as, you know, pre-production uh, prototypes, you know, uh, preview copies, they're very cost effective to send around. Yeah. So I think too, and this was on purpose, right? And we didn't do this. We didn't enter this decision lightly. We talked it out. We planned it out. You know, Ben had to push me a little bit sometimes. And now that we're here, I don't want to use the word lucky because lucky implies that we, you know, we did, we were just guessing we weren't. But we're fortunate in the sense that we do have a, an audience. You know, Ben and I had built an audience. Adam's beginning to build his audience, and then together, and that allowed us to be successful. Because you know, if we were in the same situation in our first game, like a lot of folks have to do, and they're really coming from the ground up, and they sell 400 copies, or 300 copies, or 600 copies, whatever you know, a smaller number than we sold, that's a bigger. They have they have more work to do, frankly, because mm-hmm. you still have to print 2,000. You know, in a lot of cases, or a thousand, but then you're paying more. So, you know. I, it's actually easier to some in some ways that we were able to sell more because it allows it to be well. There's a minimum cost for a lot of things, correct? And yeah, you're, exactly. You're basically, into the minimum cost, regardless. Correct. Of you're spreading many. your fixed cost out. Is exactly correct. So it, you know, allowing the success allowed us to do that, frankly, and, and help it be successful. So I mean, you know, you, that that's the part you can't control. That's the part that we can only say thank you for. Mm-hmm. So Adam. You joined us kind of midstream last year. You put your money where your mouth is. You mm-hmm. said, guys, I went in on this thing. Is there anything in the last, you know, I'll say six months, you know, into what we're doing business side fulfillment, is there anything that's really surprised you along the way? A- anything, you know, that kind of stands out for you so far in your journey with us? Besides how the, awesome we are to work with. The, yeah. Well, that wasn't a surprise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> um, right on. No, I think in... Uh, I think number one, the the cost of shipping, yeah, is Ooh. surprising. Yes. Even when you go in going, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. When you really see what it is, you're like, I, I don't think I think we've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> you know, like, like you become because well, not belief. to butt in, but we were talking the other night some numbers. It's like you're printing the game for X. And then you're shipping it for like three X, right? Mm-hmm. And and you don't think about that when you say I'm going to pull an LLC and we're going to publish games. You think, oh, it's going to cost me so much to make the game, and then I'll sell the game for this other amount, and there's my profit. No, shipping is literally mm-hmm. like three X, right? Especially right. minimum in, in, in on a Kickstarter this setting, yeah. where all those copies are going individually to people. It's it's yeah. So go ahead, I cut you off. Well, and no, and then the second thing that I think I learned that uh, or that I'm learning, it has to do with foreign partnerships and partnerships in general yeah, I'm um, <laughs> that there's, you know, you always hear from, at least I did when I got into game design, you'd hear in uh, podcasts and things that, you know, if you do a Kickstarter, you know, you're starting a business. Um, and it's almost like once you've wrapped your head kind of around that, 
then the foreign partnership and the larger partnership for distribution and everything for the retail side comes in and you, and it's almost like you're running two businesses. Mm -hmm. It's Uh, a whole nother set of things because it's, it's a whole separate set. And, um, you know, Matt has been kind of the, the front runner on all the business stuff. Um, and it's, you know, we, I, I want to support, I want to help, I want, but there's so much to learn mm-hmm. in order to be good help. And it, you know, it not be like, here, I'll take care of this, Matt. And then it takes me four times longer than it would take him. Uh, because he, you know, you, there's just so much to wrap your head around in order to make sense of things. And that, that's been useful to me because, you know, this is one of the things that I look into where I think to myself, you know, who knows how long, um, you know, you're going to be doing whatever it is you're doing and you may go into a second sort of career or, you know, third career or whatever. Um, and do I want to get into, you know, publishing business as a full-time sort of thing as my primary thing. Uh, and there's just a lot to learn. And it's another reason I'm glad we went small first. Um, even though it's been a great success, uh, I'm glad we started with a, a simpler product, um, with all that just to kind of, wrap my head around some of the business stuff. Um, and I still don't have as much as, as much as Matt does because he's looking at it almost every day, if not every day, multiple times. Uh, but that has been a learning process. It's a cool learning process. Um, but at the same time, um, it, it's definitely eye opening. It is. It is the hard part too, right? Is because we're, we're, there's three of us and we're, we're doing our thing. You know, it, it isn't that Adam and Ben, yeah, they, listen, they, they do stuff. You know, I do appreciate that they always talk about how much I do, and I do the most, <laughs> but that's okay. I have the most time right now. But the other, the other hard part is it's like it's five minutes here, five minutes there. It's not like, you know, we're not – we have jobs and families. So, you know, if it's 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the afternoon on a Tuesday and I get a, a Motor City Gameworks email and I'm on a conference call that I'm only half paying attention to, I'll stop and answer the email. I can't then call Ben, call Adam, have a half-hour Skype to talk it through because – Ben's working, Adam's working, we're all working. So instead, it's like, so do I wait to the next day or that night? And we, we try to talk, not that our nights are that free either. Or do we just, sometimes you just have to do things, you know? So until we, mm-hmm. once we've done everything, then we can look back a little bit and say, yeah, here's a better division this of labor. This is the total amount that was right. done. Because right now, we don't even know what that total amount we don't. is. You you're just, just, you're handling it as it kind of comes and through. The, exactly. And I don't know what's coming until it's coming half the time. And the foreign partner thing, to Adam's point, was wild because I didn't know anything. And now I'm learning how the different ways that those happen. And a little insider baseball basically is there's two main ways. It's like there's kind of a co-printing thing where you print the title at your factory and not really at your cost. There's actually two ways to do that too. There's a your cost and their cost. But and then or there's a here's the files, go do whatever you want. And then it's just they can use whatever factory they choose, et cetera. And the advantages are just there isn't a huge advantage either way. The one I guess that, that we haven't, I haven't talked about anybody with is that we're literally we're printing the German version, but then we're getting a much larger percentage of the MSRP, for example. But for the most part, it's it's kind of like being a designer again. We're getting a royalty on those foreign printings. And but what's interesting is is that you know the way the you know, we're going to say the big boy companies do it, right? The companies that have done this before, they're they lining everything up, so they're doing everything at once, and you're getting a worldwide release. Well, you know, we're not going to be able to do that. We're going to focus on our English release, and then each individual partner maybe has an opportunity. Again, we may not end up with any partners, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all it's all speculation and and hope right now. But there's interest, so you know we've got to figure out what just you know all those different terms and what makes sense. And you know we we honestly like you know again we're trying to be as open as we can here. You know we've talked about like well what you know what are we doing with the weather expansion for example because everyone wants that now that it's there. Everyone that goes back to the page later on and sees it wants the weather expansion so we didn't really we were making it very clear that's kickstarter exclusive but that you could get it directly from us yeah we did limited say quantities possibly you know. be available yeah, right but does that later. mean our partners is is directly from us directly from our german partner and so we have to think those things through we have to decide how we can honor our kickstarter backers but you know still it's a business and we have to make sure we make business decisions well, i think but, the fact that it it came, you know, quote unquote, for free, and it's getting shipped to them. Mm-hmm. It is a very nice bonus. Yeah, it'll cost. No matter what happens, it'll it won't be free. Because we that talked about that was crazy that your phone rang. That was. I haven't heard my phone ring since I bought it. Like the first thing I do when I take my phone out of the box is switch it to like oh, I'm silent opposite. mode. 
and I never hear it again. Or especially if you're recording a podcast, you you know you. <laughs> well, I certainly it. didn't take the time to silence it. <laughs> That's just wild. I don't even know what my ringer is. No, that's I, awesome. So my I take the responsibility in my house to have my ringer on because no one else does. <laughs> so when it's hey dad, can you do find my iPhone? I have to know where my phone is, and I don't always know where my phone is. I don't carry it around because I have better things to do. You can call my phone. I have better things to do. That's an awesome reason you know, why I don't have my phone. I like my phone, but I mean, sometimes I don't want it. Sometimes I want to yeah. lay it over there because I don't sure. care. I'm doing something sure. else. I don't want to answer. Yeah, sometimes you're on the computer, so you don't need the phone That's true, in front right. of you. Sometimes you're I'm on I'm a playing, different electronic I'm, I'm playing device. a video game, That's and right. I don't want to look at Twitter or That's right. my messages or anything or take a call. So, no, right, well, I... <laughs> while Matt's on the phone, Adam, I'll ask yeah. you. So, I like asking you this. I think I asked you in the first podcast, but I, I kind of like your perspective. With three sisters, it's it's going to be fulfilling soon, and we got Motor City. We got a lot of work to jump into now. How how do you feel the next eighteen months? What does the next eighteen months look for you for Motor City GameWorks? I like your perspective because me and Matt have known each other so long. We've been doing this so long. We're almost like kind of a hive mind. But I always like getting your perspective on where we could take this thing. I don't know. I'm super excited about seeing how people respond to the line. Right, not just the designer, but the line. Yes, I mean it'll be nice to have my game on my name on a on yes, a box next you, to y'all. You are a co-designer. Um, you're the actually the primary designer, um, for Motor City, but it'll be our three names. Right, but it'll be nice to time. be on the box. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I look forward to seeing how people respond to the line. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we're doing this loaded roll and write thing. Um, which is something I think people really resonate with. They're looking for that bigger experience yes. from the simple package. And it, and it takes time to really hone that and get it right. Yes. And, and if it were easy, everyone would make them. But it, it's a challenge. But I loved, I want to see how people respond to that to see if, you know, they were like, oh, good, An- another game from people we like. And so we'll back it this once. Or if genuinely they say, Oh man, they've come up with another way to catch my interest. Doing this loaded roll and write thing, but not doing the same game with simply a different skin. Like this is a totally different game, and I'm I, I dig it. You know, I want I want I want to see how people respond to the line. Uh, to be honest, and then um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Motor City. I, I can't wait for people to see it and play it because. Uh, it really is a different animal, um, and I think folks are going to love it. Um, it feels good, uh, and so I'm excited about that. Um, but I, I, you know, just seeing what they do, and I, I know it's weird, but Kickstarters are kind of fun. Yeah, there's a lot when of they energy. go well, they're fun. Yeah, when they <laughs> go well, they're super fun. Um, but I'm 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 like a lock. You're two for two. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I'm with you, you're going to get over 3,000 backers. That's like, right. Just every, every, know this if my name's involved, it's, yeah. it's a stone cold lock. Clearly. The math that's, says that's true. That's a PSA to all the other publishers out there right. who would like to publish Adam's other games. That's right. I've got, I've got several <laughs> if you're interested. So, you know what's wild? We're sitting here talking about Kickstarter because it was fun. It was fun because it went well. Yeah. We've been, ben and I have been on the other side more than once, uh, several times even. What, is absolutely amazing to me is that we sit here right now and we're couldn't be more excited the fact that we hit 4,000 backers because that was awesome or 3,000 backers and that's great it was fantastic but we didn't know we talked on a couple podcasts ago about how we thought like 650 800 that's that's what we need to get to it just continues to prove to me that no one knows nothing about nothing because then you look at our friend literally little literal friend tc petty right and his my father's work with renegade fantastic with the exception of i think maybe power rangers or um, it doesn't matter. One of their other IP ones generally don't. They haven't had big Kickstarters necessarily because people don't need a Kickstarter Renegade. Then everyone knows that. But this one, they made it very clear that this was how they were bringing my father's work. It's to the, the table. only way they could afford to do it. Now yeah, going through this process, exactly. knowing what we know about production and right, distribution right. and direct sale for what they put in that box, that's the only way they could afford exactly. to do it. But the point is, they went in. You know, we talked to TC, and we, you know, we work with Renegade behind the scenes. And TC is a good friend of ours. He is legitimately, and they didn't know people were going to respond. They were hopeful that people were going to respond, but I don't think their wildest expectations were ten thousand backers. I yeah. mean, I really don't think that's the case. I, I think 
they probably were if they did the same thing we did right you're, you're, you're do a forecast and you figure it out I'm, I'm assuming i'm i don't know this this is me speculating completely now i bet they speculated in the two to four thousand backer range and they got ten thousand backers which is nuts that's, fantastic. that's crazy and, and it's and, awesome and yeah I, i'm thrilled i'm I, one of those ten thousand uh, like TC's my legitimate All in, friend. Give me everything. I gave him a dollar because you guys are gonna back it. <laughs> yeah, you don't need three copies. Dude, we do not need. But I'm, we're gonna play one of our copies. I bought it. Two was I enough. I bought it. <laughs> I yeah. figured I could play with the boys too. Yeah, I, I can't. That age. I have no outlet except for you two. So. The thing I was so happy was like it's so innovative, but to me the app is the app. The app's fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's part of the storytelling element. When he first showed me the game board that was the flip book at Unpub, to me, that was like the, it blew my mind that he had thought of that. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen the game, he's got, think of a game board, but instead of a board, it is a literal like spiral bound type of book. And as you flip pages, that is your board. And even at Unpub, he had like a 60 page book where mm-hmm. depending on how the story is going, your board is evolving as the game goes on. And the actions that you can select and the different things evolve with the story. So like yeah. if even, you know, what I'm probably, if you do this thing, flip to page 30, okay, well now there's a new building out that you can buy or flip to page 40. Oh, the barn burned down. So that's no longer available type of things. Like the fact that the board itself evolved with the story was like so innovative and genius to me. I'm like, man, I hope he gets set to market before some other big game does that thing. Right. And think, he did. I think Lockett's done it actually. But has he done that? I thought so. But I might, Lockett's done the flip book, but maybe not that exact. But was way. it the board that I don't way? Remember. Okay. Either way, the point is either way, it's still innovative. Because I mean, yeah. so like literally, I give TC a hard time. Like again, we are actual friends, and because he's a better designer than us, he's the best designer I know. Yeah, I probably. say that not, you know, tickling his whatever. Right. Like I honestly, he is the best designer I know, and he has like three published games well that's because he's also the most like self-loathing artistic artistic. wants to make a hit guy right and he won't release anything if he thinks it's going to be subpar bad luck too he has but like me and you will push out as much as we can like Mm -hmm. we try to make great games we love great games we love card games this and that but we're not kind of the brooding like what's the magnus opus like we're not trying to make our great work we're just trying to make great games right we're trying to make games that we like and think deserve to be published and we've talked plenty of times about how we self um self police i guess ourselves yeah. right and we 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 get rid of protos that we don't think are good enough and we're very good at that yeah but at the end of the day you know again yeah we're not we're not struggling we're not trying to create you know the TC great american novel tc is literally the guy from my father's work trying to make the great work <laughs> right he's literally that guy so the fact that he did it and pulled it off like makes me so happy for it him it is it's yeah. awesome it couldn't happen to a more appropriate and i'll play guy. one game and be done forever with it <laughs> But I'll appreciate that you could play as I don't even know how that one works. Is it like it's like a it's a heavy worker placement. Are you playing one two hour game or are you playing like nine is it like a unless he's changed it since when I play it, you play like a three hour game and you have the experience. And if you do it again, it's just a different And you do experience. a different story. There's okay. different modules and stories I think they right. unlocked. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it once, but you though. can play the same module and have a different experience because right. each module has the X amount of branchings yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Um, so Adam, I'm gonna give you a chance to redeem yourself. We all know how you went down in flames last podcast <laughs> and completely choked on the Beatles. <laughs> I wouldn't have said I choked. I asked you for sure. your favorite Beatles song, and you came up with like Susie Salad or something. I like... didn't. I don't think that that's a song of theirs, but sure. <laughs> And, and, and it basically it choked, and we had to go back to Matt. I, I said "sexy Sadie," and then you're over there on your but... phone, literally googling Beatles songs, and I'm like, "This, this is bad." So now you know I'm like, "Help this, yeah." Show notes. No, that's the point, though. So now <laughs> I kind of thought this is going to be a nice segment of the podcast where I get to make you uncomfortable and put you on the love spot. It. Love it. So I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself this time. So th- this is going to be a little different. I need your top three comedy movies. Wow, comedy movies, huh? Yeah, and I could kick it to Matt because I think I know his number one. But this I, is way I, easier, yeah. It's way easy for him. So come on, let's go. Well, you got to let me think about it for a second. So kick oh. it to Matt for a second. All right, I'll, I'll Matt be, will I'll give you there. his number one. My, my you got top, about 30 seconds. My top two are super easy. My number one is Major League. Yeah, I knew it was. Yeah, I love Major League. It's my favorite movie. Um, number two is Office Space because I love Office Space still. Yeah. Number three gets tough because that's where it really starts to – there's a bunch jumbled in there. Happy Gilmore's way up that list. 
Uh, I love Spaceballs. I love a lot of the Mel Brooks ones, actually. So, boy, if I'm really – I love Idiocracy, which is kind of like Office Space 2. Yeah. So, But definitely Major League number one, Office Space number two. After that, we'll have to kind of think it through a little bit. All right, Adam, what do you got? I'm falling apart is what I am. This is like, this is great radio. Make make yes, Adam make fall me apart. Think and then fall apart because I don't want to leave just blank airspace while I think. It wasn't that I hard. Know. I just did it. I am like six movies off the top of my head. <clears throat> Come on, new you guy. You did. Two of those were decent. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think. Okay, so and you you've picked a genre that I, I I enjoy, but I don't spend a ton of time ranking. I don't think about comedies as fine movies yeah fine pieces of art right See, and so i'm not that, that I, I will say it, it makes it easier for me because i'm a simple man adam i'm a meatball on the street as they say i don't overthink things like i, I i'm very like I, I don't do subtext very well it's not how my brain works so i'm very i'm relatively literal it makes it easy for me to say i like these things and just pick a couple because i know people that are like they get too much into like the you know like the nuance of the movies and i don't do any of that stuff so yeah, like I, I and I don't know if I could rank them one, two, three, but here here are some that would be in the run. Here here's here's a few. But give me three. Three. Super bad. <laughs> That's pretty good. Really? It's a good movie. <laughs> I enjoy it. Okay. I enjoy oh, it quite a bit. Gosh. Um I like, it was between that or Muhammad. Why would it be between <laughs> <laughs> It's the most That's popular name good. in the world when you read a book sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, that's great. Um I think Oh man, I, there's so many that I like. I'm I don't know if this is top three, but if you're pushing me right now to give you an answer, I which am. you are, I'm pushing you right uh, now. Grumpy old men That's is one. definitely one near the top for wow. me. I love I, great, great movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, I dude, when he's like, you know, there are lots of fish in the sea, but you're the only one I want to mount above my fireplace. <laughs> and Jack Lemmon's like, oh. And he goes, and Walter Matthau said, did you catch the sexual in you and no? And he's like, I, I did. <laughs> that, that, I, I did. That's yeah. awesome. I could watch that all the time. Um, and then if I'm going to take a third one, um, go ahead and give me, boy, I can, oh, Dumb and Dumber. I can quote wow, every line Dumb from and Dumb and Dumber. And Dumber. That's I, I think line. as you've talked, I, I think Idiocracy is probably my, is it three. I love it so much. Yeah. It's my most quotable movie. All of it. I got everything. But I, Dumb and Dumber is, is a great I one. used Dumb and Dumber the other day for, uh, here, you can use my extra gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm freezing. Yeah. But the correct answer was Office Space number one. It's a great film. Happy Gilmore number two. Very enjoyable. Airplane number three. I love Airplane. Yeah. I do. So I was trying to think, actually, I was trying to pull something from the last... 15 years in my head because you know i know i wanted a newer one too but i'm like i don't know maybe i'm just that old guy so the the newest movie that all of those like some of those will Ferrell ones like Step Brothers and the good guys or the the other guys the other guys like those are all very okay, good time out time out the, replace grumpy old men with the other guys oh, but that movie's hilarious it is but the problem is they ch- they had like make a movie out of it so like kind of the middle third mm-hmm. even into the ending they're like busy doing movie stuff that is like it's it's not quite as funny as the first third Oh, that, that whole thing has me rolling. Yeah, that that funny. movie right there is I was like, why, why are you with this guy? It's when jokes he... on top <laughs> yeah. of jokes. Like, I'm yeah. laughing at the joke they just told, and I yeah. missed two more jokes. Yeah, the other guys is pretty great. It's so packed. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like, that <laughs> film is hilarious. I, I, that, I, wanna, I wanna replace Grumpy Old Men with the, I, other, with guys? the other guys. The other guys is pretty so good. I'm probably... super bad, the other guys. And um, what did I say last? I, I, I even forgot my own dumb and list. dumber dumb and dumber those three that's solid comedies that yeah. is pretty good all right we solved that so matt before yeah. we close i got one more thing sure. and i hate to beat a dead horse mm-hmm. but i gotta tell you i air fried a leftover donut the other day <laughs> <laughs> time out it was so good you air fried a leftover donut it wasn't just a leftover donut it was a five day old leftover donut so was it like in a baggie in the fridge kind it of was thing? in the fridge and, and was this a box. dare not like, even why in a are baggie. you eating that because so we went out of town it's not important <laughs> why but we had donuts the morning we went out of town right and i thought well i'm not gonna throw five donuts away when i have the air fryer because i thought ahead i'm like this just might be crazy enough to work so i didn't even put them in a baggie i just left them in their donut box and put them in the fridge Figured, what's the worst that happens? That's donut abuse. Five days later, I get them out and air fry them. What kind of donut? And they were phenomenal. Not even a good donut. It was like a Krispy Kreme. 
Oh, like just a plain glaze. Because the problem is chocolate powder doesn't work, right? Chocolate's gonna melt. No, it's a glazed, glazed crispy. All cream. right, so here, let me tell you this: how this works. There's no reason to ever have five leftover donuts. <laughs> like those would have gone on the road with us, even if it was just to the airport, and I'd have found a way to put away five extra donuts. Because because awesome. donuts don't take up real space. Like I feel like I can eat like three donuts and everyone's like count. i've had so many and i'm like i don't think i've eaten anything can i have three more because i love the way those taste like I, like i don't get why people don't have donuts three times a day yeah they're that good they are and i would not have five left over but i am happy that your air fryer could make a donut a five day old leftover donut taste good so amazing the fact that it was the Krispy Kreme glaze has a lot to do with it. It does, because the glaze got hot and crispy again. Yes. and like what, It wasn't better, but it was like barely worse than the first time I ate it. I'd like to test what it does with like a... I'm not a big cake donut guy. I, nah. I like some of the cake donuts, but you know, there's a few that I like, so I'd like to like see the like blueberry a... blueberry is a good cake donut. That's yeah, a, that's a good Not my example. biggest... It's okay. I'm not something... I'm, that's not my oh. go-to. See, I don't. I wouldn't put it past the air fryer to be dynamite though, because the pizza crust gets really crispy in mm-hmm. the air fryer, mm-hmm. and it's so good that it All right, might before, handle. Cake before donut. we go any further, and you hear Matt talk about why blueberry donuts aren't that great or whatever, <laughs> he chooses Miracle Whip over mayonnaise. Oh, I do. Let's just start there. Hold on, and let that go ahead and finish off every reason you should listen to him. When I'm right low now. on self-esteem on a warm <laughs> fall day. I reach for the Miracle Whip because I've on. given up on life. Miracle Whip is healthier than mayo. If we're going to pull that card out. <laughs> but legitimately, I grew up in a Miracle Whip family. I also grew up in a margin family and made the jump to butter, by the way. But Ooh. I will say I like both. I'm not anti-mayo. I prefer mayo. That's not true. No. I prefer Miracle Whip in almost every setting. But I enjoy mayo in most of those settings. Where I don't enjoy mayo is potato salad, macaroni salad. I prefer Miracle Whip strongly in macaroni salad especially oh it's terrible i never oh, and prefer in tuna. miracle Whip. i actually no, don't no, like get out of here i, pre- of I here. prefer i actually don't even really like tuna tuna and mayo we don't own miracle whip of course not we have both we're, we're we have both in our house it's like margarine why would you buy margarine these days we don't have any margarine because no, they sell butter right. right listen i don't buy margarine i acknowledge that <laughs> but i do buy miracle whip and mayo mm. So we're all old enough. Do you remember the old commercials from the 80s with Jim McMahon, the old quarterback of the Bears? And it was like, where's the Miracle Whip? He'd have like a sandwich with no Miracle oh. Whip. And they'd be like, no. I do remember that. Those are great commercials. But Remember the one where like the chef was the cook was thinking like, hamburger with a Miracle Whip? Like somebody asked for hamburger with Miracle Whip and he'd like sing a song. Anyone? No? Yeah. Either way. Vaguely. Yeah. And he was like, there was yeah. like a. It was like a, we're all shocked that you can put Miracle Whip. I got to be honest. I don't, I don't remember any of these uh, yeah. Miracle no, Whip No, I remember the sandwich one. Commercials or whatever. Well, Mayo didn't have to advertise because they own the market. Miracle Whip was trying to bust in with their, to, acknowledging their fake oil product, whatever it is. That's the thing. <laughs> their in salad the, dressing. Right. In the 80s, it was like, hey, maybe fake oil products are healthier and better. Mm-hmm. And, and then we learned. We, right. we evolved and we learned, no, that the fake oil products were all worse. Correct. And they were worse for you and they taste worse and you should never use them again. So. Like, right. I get it. Margin's sitting there today like, well, what's, I mean, butter. Yeah. I'm, I'm as good as butter. You're worse. You're worse. You're worse. <laughs> Insects, bugs, things, they won't eat it. Like, you can leave it open in your in your backyard, in your garage. Animals and the, the, the natural world leaves it alone. Well, to Matt's point then... That is the only check for the Miracle Whip is you're you're not as risky when it's out all day for like six hours at the potluck. Yeah. Because yeah. it will never decompose. Yeah, but you see, here's the deal. The potato salad made with Miracle Whip is what's sitting around for six hours. <laughs> it is. Because the mayonnaise <laughs> is potato gone. salad is gone. Yeah, because it's good. Right, because people actually like that taste. But I think this is all a distraction from the fact that I think we could air fry a cake donut and it would be amazing. Me too. You, 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 you probably you can't do custard or jelly because of the goo, right? But I would agree with you that I think a I cake. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna buy a custard one and try it out. I just assume that something happens. To, well, I don't even know what custard is. Is it just eggs and sugar? Sure. I I don't know. I don't know either. It's awesome. Though. I've eaten a lot of it. And I can't <laughs> yeah. tell you. What, I don't know what it is. Is, it's is it yummy. dairy? Awesome. I don't even know if it's dairy or sugar. I don't really don't. I know nothing probably about eggs, custard. Um, right. I, I'm yeah. Egg whites. I have no idea. Me neither. 
But it's good. I'm talking about like the fake donut custard, not like you know, like, no, I got you, not Frenchy, whatever. Like the custard. long john, Trust me. the long john yeah, with yeah, the yeah, chocolate yeah. on yeah, top. Yeah. None of us were. You telling you me you like, don't think that air fries well after a couple days I, in I the fridge? I think the goo is an I issue. Think they make it and then they inject the stuff. I don't think it's there like through the whole process. Oh, I is agree it? with you. No, I agree with you. But I still think the air fryer can bring that bad boy back to life. <laughs> I don't think you guys have been air frying as much as I have. I can this tell you I have ridiculous. I can tell you I haven't, but right. I enjoy hearing about your air fryer exploits. I pledge to you before the June episode, I am going to sit on a long john for four days and air fry it. Just because I feel like our listeners deserve I'll be to honest. Okay. You can do it for three. I don't mind if it... You don't have to stretch it out. I, do, honestly, be if honest. it makes a day old... Like yeah. a day old donut. That's, again, because I'm with Adam. Like I, I just If I haven't eaten them my, yeah. in that sitting which I shouldn't have been, but I probably have, I don't eat them the next day. They're in the garbage. I didn't say that I was throwing them away. Oh, well, I meant I, they, they don't survive. I was meaning I would eat them all. Got it. Yeah. Like, do you need me to house those five donuts so that we don't have to throw those away? <laughs> so, That's fine. My daughter, Lily, is uh, going to turn 16 in like a month or actually two weeks. And she is incredibly athletic. She's professional, not professional, excuse me, competitive dancer and, you know, just good shape, kid in great shape. If I buy a box of those chocolate covered Entman donuts, which I don't, I don't like, so they're safe to have in the house. She'll kill it, like in in a sitting. Yeah, like, the Entmans. The the Entmans. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I don't enjoy them, so the, I don't mind buying them for her. They're not great. I don't. The chocolate covered ones with like the white cake inside are okay. You know, you're, but they're the a little, po- wa- the point a little is, waxy. They are. It's, it's not a good chocolate, but nope. If you refrigerate them, they stiffen up a little bit. It's not quite so bad. I would like to do a test with one of those. I actually bought a box for her the other day, and she, I think, ate them all. But there might be, like, one straggler because those get real bad real fast. Like, when you crack that box, you, you got your half-life is, is low. So, But I, I'm afraid the chocolate will Let me tell you melt, what kind of melt through fryer. the basket or something. Yeah, what is super it. frustrating is when you crack that box mm-hmm. and you get one. And then your 14-year-old son, not that this is <laughs> ever happened a real you. experience, your 14-year-old son comes and he gets one, but he leaves the box cracked. And they're, then they're dead. And then it kills the rest yep. of them. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's like, who, want, mm, who wants kid? Because <laughs> so, I don't know that he's going to make it here. I realize there's places that probably don't have a good donut shop nearby, so you're stuck with Entenmann's. We, we have a very good donut shop in Oxford. It's a fantastic donut shop, actually. Yes, it is. So if I want a good donut, I can go there and get it. Is that the place that does donuts and hamburgers? Yes. Yeah, DK Donuts awesome. and Burgers. It is. That it place is, is awesome. Really by the good. way, uh, that's owned by the brother of the folks that own the one that's awesome in Rochester. The Naps. And, it, they yeah. do. The Naps. That I, makes I, I, I a lot that. of sense because that is another great mm-hmm. donut shop. Mm-hmm. Here's a. But we don't do hamburgers. <laughs> they don't. Here's a useless fact. That donut shop used to be owned by Mickey Lolich of the 1968 Detroit Tigers. Bam. For our three crossover baseball slash this podcast fans. That's yeah, awesome. granted, we're too young to remember him, but uh, he it used to be Lolich Donuts, yeah. and then he kind of went away, and they kind of took it over, and then brought the Naps recipes. His donuts were also very good, by the way, for what it's worth. Oh, I, I believe it. Good on him. Well, boys, that sounds like a show. So it sounds like next month we'll have not a lot to say about Three Sisters because it'll be in the void, waiting for a container. You know, we've been that could be whole thing. Partners, if we we'll know That's partners. Right. Yeah, we'll we probably yeah, have some official partnerships. After that, it'll pretty much about. be still on a boat. Then we'll still be still in the, the factory. Void. I mean, yeah. So we're gonna find out about partnerships next month. We're gonna air fry some long johns and possibly some enemies. Check. It sounds like a plan. We're gonna make me feel awkward. And we're gonna listen to Adam struggle to name three things. I can't wait. So you yeah. better prepare, buddy. This is <laughs> now a just segment. Thinking about three random things. Because you know what's great? Radio is just making Adam just have dead air for like thirty <laughs> seconds. I love it. I know the listener too. All right, guys. It's always fun. Yep. And let's ride together